This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. In the famous words of Dr. Stanley Monteith, here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, the blue check-marked social justice warriors on Twitter have their uh, latest cause celeb. And they're, uh, they're uh, forming a lynch mob in response to this case in Brunswick, Georgia where a father and son uh, attempted to conduct a so-called citizen's arrest on a, uh, a black um, 26-year-old male that was uh, said to be jogging through their neighborhood. And uh, a struggle ensued over a shotgun, and uh, the young man was killed. And uh, this lynch mob is not waiting to get the particulars of this. They're ignoring all of the actual physical evidence that we have on that video. And, uh, and they're determined uh, that this was a murder, that it was racially motivated, that the uh, father and son, the McMichaels are racist, white supremacist, uh, crypto Nazis and Klansmen, and that they murdered. And even, uh, the, the term they're, they're using of course, is they lynched this young man. So I've got a report here just to set up this uh, this piece from uh, local Atlanta station, CBS 46. Protesters marching outside the Georgia State uh, Dome there uh, demanding justice for a murdered Brunswick, Georgia man. Murdered. Earlier this afternoon, people gathered near the Gold Dome carrying signs in honor of of Ahmad Arbery. And recently released video shows the final moments of his life. This is difficult to watch. Arbery was jogging and unarmed when two white males in a truck chased him down, saying they thought he was a burglary suspect. What follows is so graphic that we are stopping the video. Arbery was shot and killed during a fight with one of those men. Tonight, cries for justice, finally, Rick, being heard. That's right, Sean. A grand jury will decide whether criminal charges should be filed. CBS 46's Haley Mason is talking with Arbery's family about these latest developments. So, according to the CBS uh, news anchor there, this was a murder. 
She is determined it's a murder even before the grand jury has issued any indictments in this case. And her report is that the young man was just jogging, which is uh, still in dispute. The, uh, the, the host there on CBS 46 in Atlanta has already made her conclusions with, uh, without hearing hardly any of the evidence. And, uh, so has, as I say, the blue check Mark gang on Twitter that are all over this case and determined to make it into the next Trayvon Martin kind of case. And, um, I will predict that there's a lot more to be learned about all of this and that, uh, it very well may collapse just the way that the Trayvon Martin case went. So there's a lot to say about this. The first uh, observation is to note that none of these blue check mark social justice warriors ever uh, gets excited at all when um, whites are murdered by blacks. But uh, in the case where whites, you have white on black killings, uh, man, they, they come out and they are ready to uh, to protest in the streets, uh, shouting "No justice, no peace." This Black Lives Matter crew, and really, this is a this is a, about a, a a man bites dog scenario. Because the truth of the matter is, um, only about twelve percent of homicides are interracial. The vast majority of them are black on black, or white on white, or Hispanic on Hispanic. And the second thing to be said, of course, is that if you adjust for the relative numbers of whites and blacks in the U.S. population, you'll see that uh, blacks are about 12 times more likely to kill a white person than the other way around. And uh, as far as all violent crime, it, it's even uh, higher than that. About Blacks are about 20 times more likely to commit a violent crime against a white person than the other way around. But uh, they are rallying around this because, uh, you know, we've got video. I'm going to talk about what that video shows a little later. But I, I do want to uh, ask the question is, uh, are, are Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and the other uh, black uh, uh, rabble rousers, race hucksters going to, uh, to rush to Brunswick? to uh, to protest this murder and make it their their latest uh, example of evil white people preying on blacks. If they do, they're going to have a, a little bit of a problem because Brunswick, Georgia, where this latest incident happened, is home to a 2013 event that shocked the nation. Now, it didn't get quite the coverage that the Ahmad Aubrey killing has garnered. But it was uh, it was pretty well covered. It was a, uh, a white baby that whose mother was pushing him in a stroller when two black Utes approached them trying to mug to rob the mother, demanding her purse, and uh, and one of the uh, Utes pointed a gun at the baby's head in its stroller. And started counting down five, four, three, two, one, and then shot and killed, shot the baby in the head and killed it. So if uh, Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton rushed to Brunswick, they're going to be returning to the scene of one of the most horrific crimes in modern history. Just to uh, remind you of what happened then, I went back and found a local TV 
uh, coverage uh, report on this. It it didn't receive nationwide coverage as much as this current, but uh, I was able to find a local TV report uh, at the time that describes this horrendous event. Two teens are behind bars accused of killing a 13-month-old baby boy. The family of one of those teens says police have arrested the wrong person. Police stormed three Brunswick, Georgia homes Friday, hunting for evidence after a 13-month-old baby boy was murdered in cold blood. Just 24 hours after Antonio Santiago was shot in the face while sitting in his stroller, police say the alleged killers were caught. This today is a bittersweet time for the Brunswick Police Department. They are unlikely suspects, a 14-year-old whose name has not been released, and 17-year-old Demarquis Elkins. He loved babies. He loved all kids. Elkins' sister says there's no way he's involved. He have a good heart. My brother would never in life do something like that to my baby. Their aunt says Elkins was with her when the shooting took place Wednesday morning on this quiet Brunswick street. Sherry West told police two boys tried to rob her as she walked her son in his stroller. She told them she didn't have any money. He says, well, I'm going to kill your baby and and I said please don't kill my baby I put my arms over my baby and he shoves me and then he and then he shot my baby right in the head <laughs> West was- so I went back and looked at some of these blue check mark uh, Twitter um, Twitterers that are raising hell calling this a killing of Ahmad Arbery and lynching And I went back uh, to the time period uh, in 2013 when this baby was murdered, shot in the head while it sat in its stroller. And I didn't I didn't find any of these blue checkmark Twitterers who had accounts at the time commenting at all. I looked at about 12 or 15. I went back, uh, you, you know, and looked at the time period back in 2013 when this happened. They had nothing at all to say. This uh, this 17-year-old killer who shot the baby in the head counted down. So it was obviously premeditated. And um, and there certainly were no, uh, you know, no protests in the streets demanding justice for this uh, little blonde-haired baby. As a matter of fact, the mayor of Brunswick at the time um, was arrested for counseling the family of the charge to obstruct justice in this case. In South Georgia, the acting mayor of Brunswick is in jail, charged with hindering that investigation. James Henry Brooks, who you see in red, is accused of influencing a witness and obstructing law enforcement. Let's get the latest now from reporter Erica Rayco of CNN's Jacksonville affiliate WJXT. So, Erica, uh, what more specifically do we know about uh, what he's accused of, the mayor? Well, good. Good morning, Frederica. Just moments before we went on air, I had the chance to speak with the attorney representing Commissioner James Brook. His name is Alan Tucker. He's a local attorney, and he handed me a copy of James Brooks's bond order and a written apology from the commissioner. He is being held on $8,000 bond for the two counts he's charged with, obstruction of law enforcement and influencing a witness. He will be released from jail within the hour, according to his attorney. Now, we understand James 
Brooks turned himself in to the detention center last night. We understand his wife drove him there on these two charges. His attorney says he turned himself in because it's always better to bring yourself in than have. Well, this is a long report, but I'll, I'll get to the bottom line. He was uh, counseling uh, the, the family of the murderer. He has been convicted at this point and sentenced to life without parole. Uh, but he was counseling his family uh, to um, resist cooperating with the police. They were uh, the the family was actually charged with with uh, destroying evidence. Uh, they uh, they took the murder weapon, a twenty two caliber pistol, and uh, and threw it in a local lake. So let's talk more about this killing of Ahmad Arbery, a, a, a so-called jogger. We're told that he was uh, just jogging through this neighborhood when he was set upon by these two vicious, racist clans uh, people who uh, murdered him in cold blood. So let's, uh, let's look first at the uh, claim that he was just jogging through this neighborhood. Well, uh, Aubrey was uh, reported at the time to be living with his mother, and if you do a, a, a search on maps, you find that his mother lived 13 miles from this neighborhood where he was uh, jogging through. That's a pretty good jog, a 26-mile round trip, and that's uh, going as the flow as, as the by the by, by the closest means. Down I-95, I kind of doubt that he actually jogged down I-95 in Brunswick, but um, at the very least, it would have been 26 miles. Did he drive uh, in order to jog through this neighborhood and park his car somewhere? We don't know that. We do know that uh, we can see video of him, and uh, his his tennis shoes do not appear to be laced up. He didn't lace his, uh, his tennis shoes. He's got a... Um, a bandana around his neck. He may have been using that as a face cover in these, these days of coronavirus, or he may have been using it as a face cover. Otherwise, we don't know that. But, uh, you know, I'm just I'm pointing this out to illustrate how quickly people are jumping to the conclusions without knowing the full context of this video. So let's talk about what the video shows. We'll do that when we get back right after this message. Stick with us. Mojo. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241-800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. Oh, 
You know, I was a private investigator for a couple of decades. I started out as a Pinkerton agent and uh, went through their training program, which is an extensive, very comprehensive uh, training program for private investigators. And, uh, and I, you know, most firefighters have part-time jobs. My part-time job was at a private investigator and I worked on some very high profile cases in Atlanta and a lot of, uh, criminal defense work. So, you know, I'm, when I'm viewing this photograph, I'm, or this uh, video, I should say, I'm viewing it, uh, with, with the respect to the law in Georgia and, uh, and the uh, principles of self-defense. And what this video shows is so contradictory to this narrative that's being uh, put forward both in the mainstream media and on social media that it's really puzzling. It's almost as if these people want to believe that uh, the the McMasters, uh, McNack, oh shoot, is it McMasters? I can't remember. Uh, McMillers uh, set out to to murder this child. The the news reports uh, continue to say that the. Uh, that the father and son chased down Ahmad Arbery and initiated this contact. That's not what the video shows. The video shows their pickup truck parked in the street with the father standing in the bed. And uh, at the beginning of the video, the son is standing uh, by the driver's side door with a, uh, a shotgun pointed toward the ground. So Arbery is running and the video is taken by a neighbor who is approaching the scene from behind. So as Arbery is running toward the pickup truck down the middle of the road, um, apparently you can you can hear some shouts coming from the uh, the area of the pickup, but you can't understand what it's saying. Arbery um, goes around to the passenger side of the pickup and is jogging around. At that time, it appears that the younger um, the son. Um, moves around to the front of the vehicle. And then we see suddenly Arbery uh, turn left in front of the vehicle and uh, reach out before he is, he is, uh, goes behind the vehicle. At that point, we hear one uh, gunshot report. The next thing we see is uh, them emerging from uh, in front of the vehicle on the driver's side with Arbery uh, gripping the the barrel of the shotgun with one hand and striking uh, the younger McMichael. I had to look that uh, that name up there, the Mike McMichaels. Um, Aubrey is striking the younger McMichael in the head and holding the muzzle of the shotgun with the other. They then um, are struggling for the weapon and go off camera uh, to the left when we hear uh, another gunshot. Then they emerge back into the roadway from the left-hand side of the frame with Aubrey continuing to hold the uh, the barrel of the shotgun and striking the uh, younger McMichael in the head. McMichael is uh, struggling to maintain control of the shotgun uh, as Aubrey attempts to take it away and he, um, as Arbery jerks on the, the barrel of the shotgun, it goes off again, apparently hitting him in the chest, at which point he lets go of the, uh, the weapon and staggers into the street and falls. So, um, 
Now, whether or not Aubrey was in that neighborhood to commit a crime or if he was just jogging is, um, is going to be part of this case, but it is not uh, the determining factor on whether or not this constituted a murder. Aubrey was, I mean, McMichael was within his rights to have the weapon. We, we can't see if he leveled uh, the barrel of the weapon at young Aubrey before the struggle ensued. Uh, we can see that uh, Aubrey is reaching out to grab something, and then when they emerge from the other side of the pickup truck, he has a hold of the gun, and, uh, and there's a struggle over it. So it may very well be that... Uh, that the McMichaels should not have confronted the young man as he was, he was running through there. But once a struggle ensues over the weapon, you have the principle of self-defense that is, that is going to decide there's a struggle over the weapon and whoever wins that struggle, um, is, uh, is, you know, or whoever loses that struggle, I should say is subject to be killed. So, um, a murder? No. It appears on this video that uh, no shots were fired until Armand Arbery had a grip on this shotgun and that no wep- no uh, shots were fired after he released that grip. So the struggle for this weapon uh, makes a charge of murder uh, very suspect and very tenuous. That's what uh, they're, they're being uh, charged with. And, uh, and the father's being charged as well, although he never engaged in a struggle and he never fired his weapon. He, he was standing in the pickup truck. So I don't, I don't understand at all how he's being charged with the murder. Now, the case is going to be made that, uh, you know, they were hunting a black man. They were racially pro- profiling Ahmad. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, there, there have been those statements emerge of a racial nature from the McMichaels. And, uh, and there's no reason to believe that they would not have acted the same had the, uh, the race has been reversed or, uh, the race has been the same. And so this is, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be uh, a headline news story for months on end. The media love these kind of stories. They drive up ratings um, you know, in the Trayvon Martin and the OJ Simpson murders, you had interracial murders and, uh, and the uh, mainstream media enjoyed just sky high ratings and they're going to do everything they can to, uh, to pump up this story and they're going to highlight the racial aspect of it. And they're going to continue to ignore the, uh, the, uh, the black kids murdering the, uh, the white toddler because that doesn't fit into their narrative. The, uh, the mayor of Atlanta, Alicia, La- uh, Keisha Lance bottom, um, went on, uh, an interview and called this a modern day lynching. I think that's absolutely the reason that they were charged. I think had we not seen that video, I don't believe that they would be charged and it is, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's 2020. And this was a lynching of an African American man. And I think that, um, you know, my heart goes out to his family, but 
But I think, again, it's a part of this bigger issue that we are having in this country. You know where there's a lot of interracial crime in the United States? Right there in the city of Atlanta that is uh, headed by Keisha Lance Bottom. Uh, I worked there for 30 years, and I can tell you that almost all interracial crime that I ever observed responded to, and it was a lot, was black on white. I don't think in my 30 years on the Atlanta Fire Department uh, did I ever see a white-on-black murder. Uh, But I saw plenty of black-on-white murders. And Keisha Lance Bottom going on there, and, uh, you know, while all of this is going on in her city, and claiming that uh, this case down in Brunswick is a, a lynching, it's pretty amazing. So this is, uh, this is going to be another case of narrative collapse, I predict. I predict we'll learn that uh, Aubrey wasn't there just jogging. The evidence so far, at least, doesn't support that. And I believe we'll find out that, in fact, uh, the younger McMichael was in legitimate fear for his life when Aubrey tried to disarm him and was uh, in a struggle for his life. But you'll, uh, you'll wait a long time to hear that in the mainstream media. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Son, tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever. The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from. From a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. In the famous words of Dr. Stanley Monteith, here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email at right now, Jim Dawes at gmail.com or call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, the Blue check marked social justice warriors on Twitter 
have their uh, latest cause celeb, and they're uh, they're uh, forming a lynch mob in response to this case in Brunswick, Georgia, where a father and son uh, attempted to conduct a so-called citizen's arrest on a, uh, a black um, 26-year-old male that was uh, said to be jogging through their neighborhood. And uh, a struggle ensued over a shotgun, and uh, the young man was killed. And uh, this lynch mob is not waiting to get the particulars of this. They're ignoring all of the actual physical evidence that we have on that video. And, uh, and they're determined uh, that this was a murder, that it was racially motivated, that the uh, father and son, the McMichaels, are racist, white supremacist, uh, crypto Nazis and Klansmen, and that they murdered. And even uh, the, the term they're, they're using, of course, is they lynched this young man. So I've got a report here just to set up this uh, this piece from uh, local Atlanta station CBS 46. Protesters marching outside the Georgia State uh, Dome there, uh, demanding justice for a murdered Brunswick, Georgia man. Murdered. Earlier this afternoon, people gathered near the Gold Dome carrying signs in honor of Ahmad Arbery. And recently released video shows the final moments of his life. This is difficult to watch. Arbery was jogging and unarmed when two white males in a truck chased him down, saying they thought he was a burglary suspect. What follows is so graphic that we are stopping the video. Arbery was shot and killed during a fight with one of those men. Tonight, cries for justice, finally, Rick, being heard. That's right, Sean. A grand jury will decide whether criminal charges should be filed. CBS 46's Haley Mason is talking with Arbery's family about these latest developments. So, according to the CBS uh, news anchor there, this was a murder. She is determined it's a murder even before the grand jury has issued any indictments in this case. And her report is that the young man was just jogging, which is uh, still in dispute. The, uh, the, the host there on CBS 46 in Atlanta has already made her conclusions with, uh, without hearing hardly any of the evidence. And, uh, so has, as I say, the blue check Mark gang on Twitter that are all over this case and determined to make it into the next Trayvon Martin kind of case. And, um, I will predict that there's a lot more to be learned about all of this and that, uh, it very well may collapse just the way that the Trayvon Martin case went. So there's a lot to say about this. The first uh, observation is to note that none of these blue check mark social justice warriors ever uh, gets excited at all when um, whites are murdered by blacks. But uh, in the case where whites, you have white on black killings, uh, man, they they come out and they are ready to uh, to protest in the streets, uh, shouting "No justice, no peace." This Black Lives Matter crew, and really, this is a this is a, about a, a a man bites dog scenario, because the truth of the matter is, um, only about twelve percent of homicides are interracial. The vast majority of them are black on black or white on white or Hispanic on Hispanic. 
And the second thing to be said, of course, is that if you adjust for the relative numbers of whites and blacks in the U.S. population, you'll see that uh, blacks are about 12 times more likely to kill a white person than the other way around. And uh, as far as all violent crime, it, it's even uh, higher than that. About Blacks are about 20 times more likely to commit a violent crime against a white person than the other way around. But uh, they are rallying around this because, uh, you know, we've got video. I'm going to talk about what that video shows a little later, but I, I do want to uh, ask the question is, uh, are, are Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and the other uh, black uh, uh, rabble rousers, race hucksters going to uh, to rush to Brunswick to uh, to protest this murder and make it their their latest uh, example of evil white people preying on blacks. If they do, they're going to have a, a little bit of a problem because Brunswick, Georgia, where this latest incident happened, is home to a 2013 event that shocked the nation. Now it didn't get quite the coverage that the Ahmad Aubrey killing has garnered, but it was, uh, it was pretty well covered. It was a, uh, a white baby that whose mother was pushing him in a stroller when two black Utes approached them trying to mug to rob the mother demanding her purse. And, uh, and one of the, uh, Utes, pointed a gun at the baby's head in its stroller and started counting down five, four, three, two, one, and then shot and killed, shot the baby in the head and killed it. So if uh, Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton rushed to Brunswick, they're going to be returning to the scene of one of the most horrific crimes in modern history. Just to uh, remind you of what happened then, I went back and found a local TV uh, coverage uh, report on this. It, it didn't receive nationwide coverage as much as this current, but uh, I was able to find a local TV report uh, at the time that describes this horrendous event. Two teens are behind bars accused of killing a 13-month-old baby boy. The family of one of those teens says police have arrested the wrong person. Police stormed three Brunswick, Georgia homes Friday, hunting for evidence after a 13-month-old baby boy was murdered in cold blood. Just 24 hours after Antonio Santiago was shot in the face while sitting in his stroller, police say the alleged killers were caught. This today is a bittersweet time for the Brunswick Police Department. They are unlikely suspects, a 14-year-old whose name has not been released, and 17-year-old Demarquis Elkins. He loved babies. He loved all kids. Elkins' sister says there's no way he's involved. He have a good heart. My brother would never in life do something like that to no baby. Their aunt says Elkins was with her when the shooting took place Wednesday morning on this quiet Brunswick street. Sherry West told police two boys tried to rob her as she walked her son in his stroller. She told them she didn't have any money. He says, well, I'm going to kill your baby and and I said please don't kill my baby I put my arms over my baby and he shoves me and then he and then he shot my baby right in the head <laughs> West was so I went back and looked at some of these blue check mark uh, Twitter um, Twitterers 
that are raising hell, calling this a killing of Ahmad Arbery and lynching. And I went back uh, to the time period uh, in 2013 when this baby was murdered, shot in the head while it sat in its stroller. And I didn't, I didn't find any of these blue checkmark uh, Twitterers who had accounts at the time commenting at all. I looked at about 12 or 15. I went back, uh, you know, and looked at the time period back in 2013 when this happened. They had nothing at all to say. This uh, this 17-year-old killer who shot the baby in the head counted down. So it was obviously premeditated. And... Um, and there certainly were no, uh, you know, no protests in the streets demanding justice for this uh, little blonde-haired baby. As a matter of fact, the mayor of Brunswick at the time um, was arrested for counseling the family of the charge to obstruct justice in this case. In South Georgia, the acting mayor of Brunswick is in jail, charged with hindering that investigation. James Henry Brooks, who you see in red, is accused of influencing a witness and obstructing law enforcement. Let's get the latest now from reporter Erica Rayco of CNN's Jacksonville affiliate WJXT. So, Erica, uh, what more specifically do we know about uh, what he's accused of? The mayor. Well, good. Good morning, Frederica. Just moments before we went on air, I had the chance to speak with the attorney representing Commissioner James Brook. His name is Alan Tucker. He's a local attorney, and he handed me a copy of James Brooks's bond order and a written apology from the commissioner. He is being held on $8,000 bond for the two counts he's charged with, obstruction of law enforcement and influencing a witness. He will be released from jail within the hour, according to his attorney. Now, we understand James Brooks turned himself in to the detention center last night. We understand his wife drove him there on these two charges. His attorney says he turned himself in because it's always better to bring yourself in than have. Well, this is a long report, but I'll, I'll get to the bottom line. He was uh, counseling uh, the, the family of the murderer. He has been convicted at this point and sentenced to life without parole. Uh, but he was counseling his family uh, to um, resist cooperating with the police they were uh the the family was actually charged with with uh destroying evidence uh they uh they took the murder weapon a 22 caliber pistol and uh and threw it in a local lake so let's talk more about this killing of Ahmad Arbery a a, a so-called jogger we're told that he was uh, just jogging through this neighborhood when he was set upon by these two vicious, racist clans uh, people who uh, murdered him in cold blood. So let's uh, let's look first at the uh, claim that he was just jogging through this neighborhood. Well, uh, Aubrey was uh, reported at the time to be living with his mother, and if you do a, a, a search on maps, you find that his mother lived 13 miles from this neighborhood where he was uh, jogging through. That's a pretty good jog, a 26-mile round trip. And that's uh, going as the flow, as, as the, by, the, by, by the closest means, down I-95. I kind of doubt that he actually jogged down I-95. 
in Brunswick, but um, at the very least, it would have been 26 miles. Did he drive uh, in order to jog through this neighborhood and park his car somewhere? We don't know that. We do know that uh, we can see video of him, and uh, his his tennis shoes do not appear to be laced up. He didn't lace his uh, his tennis shoes. He's got a um, a bandana around his neck. He may have been using that as a face cover in these these days of coronavirus, or he may have been using it as a face cover. Otherwise, we don't know that. But, uh, you know, I'm just I'm pointing this out to illustrate how quickly people are jumping to the conclusions without knowing the full context of this video. So let's talk about what the video shows. We'll do that when we get back right after this message. Stick with us. Mojo. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241-800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. You know, I was a private investigator for a couple of decades. I started out as a Pinkerton agent and uh, went through their training program, which is an extensive, very comprehensive uh, training program for private investigators. And, uh, and I, you know, most firefighters have part-time jobs. My part-time job was at a private investigator, and I worked on some very high-profile cases in Atlanta and a lot of uh, criminal defense work. So, you know, I'm, when I'm viewing this photograph, I'm, or this uh, video, I should say, I'm viewing it uh, with, with uh, respect to the law in Georgia and, uh, and the uh, principles of self-defense. And what this video shows is so contradictory to this narrative that's being uh, put forward both in the mainstream media and on social media that it's really puzzling. It's almost as if these people want to believe that uh, the, the McMasters, uh, Oh, shoot. Is it McMaster's? I can't remember. Um, McMiller's uh, set out to to murder this child. The the news reports uh, continue to say that that the father and son chased down Ahmad Arbery and initiated this contact. That's not what the video shows. The video shows their pickup truck parked in the street with the father standing in the bed and uh, at the beginning of the video, the son is standing uh, by the driver's side door with a, uh, a shotgun pointed toward the ground. So Aubrey is running, and the video is taken by a neighbor who is approaching the scene from behind. So as Aubrey is running toward the pickup truck down the middle of the road, um, apparently you can you can hear some shouts 
coming from the uh, the area of the pickup, but you can't understand what it's saying. Aubrey um, goes around to the passenger side of the pickup and is jogging around. At that time, it appears that the younger, um, the son, um, moves around to the front of the vehicle, and then we see suddenly Aubrey uh, turn left in front of the vehicle and uh, reach out before he is he is uh, goes behind the vehicle. At that point, we hear one uh, gunshot report. The next thing we see is uh, them emerging from uh, in front of the vehicle on the driver's side with Aubrey uh, gripping the, the barrel of the shotgun with one hand and striking uh, the younger McMichael. I had to look that, uh, that name up there, the Mike McMichaels. Um, Aubrey is striking the younger McMichael in the head and holding the muzzle of the shotgun with the other. They then um, are struggling for the weapon and go off camera uh, to the left when we hear uh, another gunshot. Then they emerge back into the roadway from the left-hand side of the frame with Aubrey continuing to hold the, uh, the barrel of the shotgun and striking the uh, younger McMichael in the head. McMichael is uh, struggling to maintain control of the shotgun uh, as Aubrey attempts to take it away. And he, um, a- as Aubrey jerks on the, the barrel of the shotgun, it goes off again, apparently hitting him in the chest, at which point he lets go of the, uh, the weapon and staggers into the street and falls. So, um, now whether or not Aubrey was in that neighborhood to commit a crime or if he was just jogging is, um, is going to be part of this case, but it is not, uh, the determining factor on whether or not this constituted a murder. Aubrey was, I mean, Michael was within his rights to have the weapon. We, we can't see if he leveled uh, the barrel of the weapon at young Aubrey before the struggle ensued. Uh, we can see that uh, Aubrey is reaching out to grab something, and then when they emerge from the other side of the pickup truck, he has a hold of the gun, and uh, and there's a struggle over it. So it may very well be that... Uh, that the McMichaels should not have confronted the young man as he was, he was running through there. But once a struggle ensues over the weapon, you have the principle of self-defense that is, that is going to decide there's a struggle over the weapon and whoever wins that struggle, um, is, uh, is, you know, or whoever loses that struggle, I should say is subject to be killed. So, um, a murder? No. It appears on this video that uh, no shots were fired until Armand Arbery had a grip on this shotgun and that no wep- no uh, shots were fired after he released that grip. So the struggle for this weapon uh, makes a charge of murder uh, very suspect and very tenuous. That's what uh, they're, they're being uh, charged with. And, uh, and the father's being charged as well, although 
he never engaged in a struggle and he never fired his weapon. He, he was standing in the pickup truck. So I don't, I don't understand at all how he's being charged with the murder. Now the case is going to be made that, uh, you know, they were hunting a black man. They were racially pro- profiling Ahmad. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, uh, there, there have been those statements emerge of a racial nature from the McMichaels. And, uh, and there's no reason to believe that they would not have acted the same had the, uh, the race has been reversed or, uh, the race has been the same. And so this is, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be uh, a headline news story for months on end. The media love these kind of stories. They drive up ratings, um, you know, in the Trayvon Martin and the OJ Simpson murders, you had interracial murders and, uh, and the uh, mainstream media enjoyed just sky high ratings and they're going to do everything they can to, uh, to pump up this story and they're going to highlight the racial aspect of it. And they're going to continue to ignore the, uh, the, uh, the black kids murdering the, uh, the white toddler because that doesn't fit into their narrative. The, uh, the mayor of Atlanta, Alicia, La- uh, Keisha Lance bottom, um, went on, uh, an interview and called this a modern day lynching. I think that's absolutely the reason that they were charged. I think have we not seen that video, I don't believe that they will be charged, and it is, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's 2020, and this was a lynching of an African-American man. And I think that, um, you know, my heart goes out to his family, but I think, again, it's a part of this bigger issue that we are having in this country. You know where there's a lot of interracial crime in the United States? Right there in the city of Atlanta that is— uh headed by Keisha Lance bottom. Uh, I worked there for 30 years and I can tell you that almost all interracial crime that I ever observed responded to. And it was a lot was black on white. I don't think in my 30 years on the Atlanta fire department, uh, did I ever see a white on black murder? Uh, but I saw plenty of black on white murders. And Keisha Lance Bottom going on there and, uh, you know, while all of this is going on in her city and claiming that uh, this case down in Brunswick is a, a lynching, it's pretty amazing. So this is, uh, this is going to be another case of narrative collapse, I predict. I predict we'll learn that uh, Aubrey wasn't there just jogging. The evidence so far, at least, doesn't support that. And I believe we'll find out that, in fact, uh, the younger McMichael was in legitimate fear for his life when Aubrey tried to disarm him and was uh, in a struggle for his life. But you'll uh, you'll wait a long time to hear that in the mainstream media. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network.
And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, in the first half hour, I was covering the uh, the killing of Ahmed Arbery in that, uh, that subdivision in Brunswick, Georgia. There's going to be a lot more to say about that. Uh, there, there's more to say about it uh, right now, but uh, this case is going to be going on for probably the next two years. The McMichaels' uh, lives are going to be ruined. They're going to spend all of their time in the criminal justice system and all of their money on criminal defense lawyers. And uh, they're going to be hounded and, uh, and smeared. And uh, it was because they had the bad luck to try to uh, pr- protect their neighborhood uh, from, uh, from burglary when, uh, when one of the, uh, the suspects uh, that they had identified was black. And uh, they, they had the poor judgment to confront uh, that suspect. And, uh, and it, it ended in a fight over a weapon. I don't believe in the end it is ever going to support a uh, conviction of murder, at least if it's a fair trial. But uh, that aside, it was a very bad decision for them to go out and confront this uh, this suspect when it was not necessary. They could have just uh, maintained visual contact. They were, in fact, on the phone at the time of the uh, the killing and uh, with the police, and they could have waited for the police to get there and, and kept a visual contact with this Ahmad Arbery. But I do want to send out my condolences to the family of Ahmad Arbery. He certainly didn't deserve to die, even if they, he was engaged uh, in, uh, in criminal activity. Um, but there's two things to learn here. One is if you've got a weapon uh, on someone, do not let them get within arm's reach. And two, if somebody has a weapon, it's a really bad idea to try to uh, take it away from them because uh, that becomes a, a life and death struggle. So other news over the weekend on Mondays, I always love to cover the Sunday news shows. Of course, Chris Wallace is, uh, is continuing his, his um, establishment narrative over there at Fox News Sunday. He uh, apparently gets his Democrat talking points and the facts in the morning, uh, the same the same talking points that go out uh, to ABC, CBS, and NBC, and they all read off the same hymnal. And this week, uh, he was he was continuing to predict gloom and doom for the economy, and uh, and point up this uh, this obvious dichotomy uh, that they're trying to impose on these states that are trying to reopen, and that is uh, the so called uh, guidelines say that they should have uh, reduced numbers of cases before they can reopen the economy. And Chris Wallace is saying that to all of these governors that are reopening their economies without a reduction in the, the raw data are behaving irresponsibly, ignoring entirely the fact that uh, testing in these states has ramped up dramatically. So if you, uh, if you quadruple or even quintuple the number of testing going on, of course, you're going to have a, an increase in the number of diagnosed cases. That's not the, uh, the the standard. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.